Hello and welcome to Burn FM and Redbrook's coverage of the upcoming Guild elections. In this episode, our team of reporters will be speaking to candidates for the role of Guild President about their manifestos. We hope you enjoy. Hi, my name's Ellen Knight and I'm here interviewing Mikey Brown for re-election as Guild President and I'm here with Burn FM and Redbrook. Um, so kind of to start off, Mikey, your manifesto this year, it's quite similar, I would say, to your previous one. Does this mean that you haven't achieve this year what you might have liked to uh well i've not released my uh my manifesto for this year just mm. yet um so actually the points you've given uh, us sorry the information you've given us so far ah uh, yes sure okay yeah uh no i don't think it does um you know there are a lot of um areas which when my manifesto comes out will be very very different um and a lot of that is around addressing the new challenges that students face um, that have come forward in the last seven or so months since I've taken over the job um, as Guild President. And look, there is clearly some areas where, um, you know, I made some commitments and we have still got improvements um, to make. Um, you know, uh, there are there's still five months left on my term. This week, uh, or by the time your, your listeners listen to this, we'll have launched the, the Renters Union, which is one of the flagship um, uh, commitments in my in my manifesto last year, and we're going to be starting to take the fight to the um, real bad actors in the local rented market, people like Oakmans and JPS and Broadcourt, and those sort of folks that time and time again students have have trouble with. So, yes, uh, I think over the last few months I've delivered a great deal for students, and it's about keeping that momentum going and leveraging the great work that's been done uh, and and putting forward some new ideas um, to address the new challenges. That what are the, what are, could you tell me what these challenges are that have come up particularly in the last seven months or so? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I think one of the big areas that we are going to be facing very, very soon is around the cost of living. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Students have been left high and dry on things like energy bills. We know the cap is going up in April. It may not hit students till next year, but it is going to be an enormous an enormous um, sort of impact on people's ability to put themselves through university and how, enjoy the standard of living that they ought to have. So really addressing that by making sure that the university um, has specific funds in place to assist those people with energy bills, making sure that the support, the discretionary funds that the local council is going to get from government to help it, explicitly mm-hmm. allows students to claim. So okay. students won't get the, 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 the rebate on their council tax bills because they don't pay council tax, but there needs to be the same level of support um, for students. And I think generally speaking, you know, the cost of, of being a student is going up. Um, and that is my, you know, a real area where I think we need to make some, some, some real strides. So um, that is, a, a, I think, one of those things that's, that's really, you know, as we're coming out of COVID, that the okay. extent of, of the issues has is really, really caught okay. up. Thank you. Um, so recently, in sort of the last couple of months, the Guild's come under real scrutiny, I think, from the entire student body, um, given the handling of the spiking incidents and the aftermath of that. Are you happy with how this was handled, so the spikings? As I, I know in your original manifesto pledge, you sort of zero tolerance policy on sexual violence. Are you pleased with how it was handled? Yeah, look, I, I think if I'm, if I'm entirely honest, there are some things that we've got wrong. But I am, you know, pretty happy now with the situation um, we've got to. Over the last uh, start of this year, we invested over £80,000 in measures to um, prevent and mitigate against spiking. 
uh, and that has required uh, an overhaul of the way our venues team um, operates. I don't think we're there quite yet. There is additional stuff that is in the pipeline and we're going to be doing. So there are things like increasing the number of body cams that our staff have and professionalising the operation even okay. further by um, making sure said, that all our staff are SIA trained. You said, so did you say £80,000? Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Will you pledge to keep these anti-spiking measures going forward into the next year should you remain Guild President? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I, there is there is no turning back. That is yeah. absolutely a, is that here you know, to stay, cast-iron commitment. So you can, say, you can say that these these measures are here to say. Yeah, absolutely. OK, thank you. Um, there have been some, I think I'm sure you've seen on Brumfest, accusing yourself and other officers of not having done anything. How would you respond to these accusations? Well, uh, you know, I think everyone's entitled to an opinion. And it's absolutely yeah. right that, that students feel able to scrutinise their officers and, and people's expectations of guild officers should be a large thing. Uh, should be should be large, you know, but I think if people look at the, the stuff that I put out on my social media, there are significant progress that we've made over the last year. We have recalibrated the relationship with the university to make it a significantly more student focused um, thing. I've led collaborators. So what I mean is, is that, you know, quite frankly, the relationship that we had with the university or the guild had with the university was not as strong as it is today. Right. We have been able to make sure that the student focus, uh, the focus on students and their experience is really permeating all of the university's mm-hmm. uh, business and decisions in a way that, you know, quite frankly, it was not before before my team took over. OK, um, and I'm thinking more about your previous manifesto pledges, obviously, because you're hoping to be elected again. Um, one thing you had was a manifesto tracker, which obviously is relevant, um, especially for student media. It's very helpful for us. Um, if you go on the website, I, I know there's a page up ready, but I can't see the manifesto being tracked. Is that something that's coming in the next couple of months? Yeah, absolutely. We've okay. uh, discussed this as a team and the uh, the plans are, are pretty advanced to get it up there. Mm-hmm. To be quite frankly, you know, there have been some additional, some, some, uh, some previous attempts at, at doing mm-hmm. this, uh, but I wasn't happy with the, the way the girls done in the past. Uh, and we need to be a bit more transparent and provide a, a, a bit more detail so that students feel in a position to be able to, to scrutinise. And, there's, you know, obviously, you know, you and, and your colleagues in, in the student media um, set up, you know, you guys have the right to have a, a decent level of detail rather yeah. than just something vague, you know, saying it's 40% done or 60% done. That isn't quite good enough. Uh, yeah. and so that's that's firmly in development. OK, thank you. And sort of, again, sort of things from your previous manifesto, um, what's something again you've been talking a lot about the housing situation um a cost of living crisis something you really opposed was no to rent increases but you can see in the last couple of years that the rent um the university run accommodation has gone up like tennis courts is up to 126 120 shackleton's up to 207 pounds is there do you have any plans to reduce this especially given that the cost of living crisis is as you've already said going to hit students very hard yeah look um, we we secured a below inflation increase across the board this year. What was really important is that we we were able to protect those, um, the accommodation at the more affordable end of the spectrum. So Maple Bank, the prices will not rise next year. So what is very important to me is that we we had a supply of affordable rooms um, still at less than £100 a week, and we managed to secure that. Tennis courts will also be insulated from from the rise. The rise there is just over... um, 1%. So these are also, these are accommodations where we have a lot of rooms 
Um, and I think these are rooms that, that students um, who, who really need to feel the benefit of being insulated from, from the mm -hmm. cost of living, they really need them. Um, and so, look, I would love to be able to say, you know, the university said, absolutely, no, we're not going to put anything up. But what we did manage to do was to get a progressive, yeah. progressive situation of protecting the people who most need um, to be protected. Like a compromise. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, it was. And the overall situation, um, I, I think when you look at it, um, I think the the um, the overall rise is, is less than three percent. Inflation is now running at seven percent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that is, I think, you know, I'm not saying it's a fantastic thing we should all be celebrating, but it is a significant improvement of over over what, what could have been. For example, in Queen Mary, they're facing a 12 percent increase yeah. next year, which is a, a pretty shocking situation. Yeah. Well, yeah. As you say, it's a, it's a solid compromise. And to the moving on to something that I we know you have been up to is the activist network. Um, what's it been? I mean, I know you launched this in about October, I think. Um, what have you achieved in the time since with the activist network? As well as it's yeah, launch? look, we had a, we had a tremendous launch, um, and mm -hmm. the whole idea of the activist network has been to foster grassroots um, campaigning. So we had a great launch. All, a whole load of groups gave tremendous presentations about their work. We've been doing work on on sort of skilling people up in terms of um, community organising and you know how to run an effective um, campaign. And I think the, the thing that's come out of that is something that I've been working on very strongly in the last yeah. uh, few months is, is the uh, climate uh, justice network that, is, that you may yeah. have seen on Instagram in the last few weeks. You know, that is a grassroots campaign where we've been able to bring groups together, so we bring together people from Earth Resource Team, from XR, from Fossil Free, um, and really, you know, as the Guild help guide that to get to a place where, you know, I am... I am more confident than I've ever been that the university will, yeah. will make the right decision to, to divest from fossil fuels okay. this year. Um, and kind of finally, a couple more questions for you, then I'll let you go. Um, the You've been keen on the fairer educational experience is what you said to us this year. That's again, something that you spoke about a lot last year. What would you say to students who feel that the upcoming strikes and the previous strikes are an unfair educational experience as they're not getting the teaching that they're paying for? Yeah, look, Ellen, I, I completely agree. It is it is desperately unfair that the university has failed to maintain good industrial relations with its staff. Yeah. You know, I come from a starting point that the, the working conditions of staff are the learning conditions um, of students. And when the university is not treating people right, and not guaranteeing people dignity in, in retirement, that is a negative um, for students. What has been really critical for me is making sure, you know, as much as possible that students are not used as some sort of political football. And yeah. that is on, on, on both sides, you know, because that, that there is a war of words that is going on um, between employers and the union. Um, and students need to be protected in, in all of that. And that, you know, is my focus. We as a guild, you know, we're supporting the strikes, absolutely. But we will also be articulating, you know, precisely what we want from the university in terms uh, of mitigations. And that was in um, my team's most recent statement that, that went out last week. Yes. Yeah. And so, sort of, as you say, in uh, fair mitigations and a lot of people talking about um, how their grades will be treated at the end of the year. A lot of us third years worried about how these strikes are affecting our dissertations, affecting our exams. Have you, have you any? Can you assure them of anything of what the outcome of this is going to be? Yeah, look, I'm going to do my absolute level best on this. You know, the key things that, that uh, were being asked for is that firstly, that people are not, um, they're not assessed on material that isn't taught to them and they don't receive okay. um, uh, teaching for, um, and that there are extensions as a matter of course on modules mm -hmm. that are affected by, by a lack of teaching. But additionally, the university has got to do something to make up 
the experience that you've lost. Coming mm. to university is not just about your grades. That is an enormous part of it, you know. And coming to university is a high stakes thing. People feel under a lot of pressure to get the grades they need to go on to their future careers. Completely understand that. But people also deserve to be compensated, you know, if, if they miss out. And that's even by having something to make up for it in terms of additional support and resources or, or even f- okay. f- financially. You know, that is the starting point that, that, that we come from. Um, and those are the conversations that I'm having with yeah. senior leaders at the university, like the Pro Vice Chancellor for Education. Yeah, thank you. And our final question is, do you think you've done enough to be re-elected? Yeah, look, I do. Um, I, I think this year has been uh, a really good one. You know, I think I've demonstrated strong leadership on a range of issues, um, you know, in terms of the climate, going to Glasgow representing the UK uh, at COP2016, uh, about standing up against uh, homophobic attacks in, in the gay village. We're about to launch the Renters Union. We've launched the activist network uh, and we've done successfully. Look, I were, won't kid anyone and say that this has been absolutely perfect. But what I can say is that I have worked my absolute ass off to live with justice for students every day. Uh, and if students see fit to, to re-elect me and place their faith in me for another year, that is exactly what I will continue to do. Thank you very much, Mikey, for speaking to us today. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for talking to us. Yes, thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. Hi, I'm Dan Hunt, and I'm here interviewing Louise Lyons Appiah for the role of Guild President for Burn FM News. Um, so let's get right to it. So your campaign so far seems very focused on improving mental health support for students. Yeah. Um, and yet the more conventional Guild role, mm-hmm. which kind of supports mental health, is the community and, and welfare officer. Yeah. Um, did you consider running for that role and why did you choose Guild President instead? Oh, that's that's a really interesting question. Um, I did consider welfare officer, like especially in my first and second year, but um, I'm not just focused on mental health. It is kind of my main aspect, but also personal development and equality, diversity, inclusion are like the core tenets of um, like an organisation and student group that I run. So I thought President could like be more encompassing. I feel like I'm a good leader in that sense so I feel like I could um, kind of uplift the other people in the team so not just being the welfare officer but kind of using everyone's skills and different kind of things to to make the student union a more like inclusive place but not just that I feel like mental health is something that's so crucial to everything about being a student because it's kind of like you know it affects your academics it affects your social life everything so I feel like even though it it might just seem like a small kind of role. I feel like it's really crucial to the whole student well-being. Yeah. You mentioned briefly there about your uh, your qualities as a leader. Yeah. What kind of le- 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 leadership experience do you have, um, and how do you think it will help you in the role? Yeah. So um, I run Breathe Uni Society, um, but I also run it as a sort of organisation in some other universities, Nottingham and Westminster. So um, I have that sort of experience of like bringing together a team of people and um, I think I'm quite like an empathetic leader. So I, I listen to people a lot. I kind of tell people their strengths and their weaknesses and let them sort of do what they need to do to work more like collaboratively. Um, yeah, I've also been like a teacher. So I've had to like lead a classroom of students and stuff like that. So, What makes your manifesto stand out? Um... I think my manifesto stands out because I kind of speak about my experience um, as well as what I want to see um, change in the Guild. But I also think I acknowledge kind of the collaborative aspects of everything about how it's not just me and I can't make everything happen alone. 
I would really, really need to be utilising the team of the staff and officers, and not only just that, but collaborating with the university. Um, and I think I have some quite innovative ideas as well. So, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so the current guild president is Mikey Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of his performance in, in the role? And is there anything that you would do differently? Um, I think Mikey's performance has been good. I've spoken to him as sort of trying to get kind of mentorship from him, asking questions about what he does. Um, he's a very smart man um, and he cares a lot about the students. I think what I would do differently is I noticed that he doesn't really collaborate with the university as much as I think he could and I think that's something that's really important because the staff at the university have the expertise. Um, although I have some expertise, I, I'm not naive enough to think that you know the university have the money they have the resources they have the people so I think yeah I'd be collaborating a lot more with the university itself yeah um so at present there is a cost of living crisis which is affecting everyone in the UK including students um what measures would you introduce to help student finances um yeah I haven't really thought about that I was thinking actually um last year a lot about the fact that students were kind of hindered by the pandemic and the fact that we had to um, can kind of pay full term even though we hadn't actually had the full student experience and I was thinking of ways to kind of speak to the university about that if there was any way to subsidise students um, kind of acknowledging more students background in the UCAS form and things like that Um, but honestly I'm not an expert on that so that's something that I would have to look more into yeah okay cool um so you're calling for mental health training and support from external charities and the NHS to kind of support the Guild and support the university mm-hmm. and kind of support students. Um, do you think this is an achievable goal? And if it is, why has no one done it before? Why has no one tried it? Um, I think it's an achievable goal because there are a lot of charities out there that people might not have ever heard of who really want to help students with their support. Um, for me, I think it's an achievable goal because of the charities that I'm affiliated with. I, I work for a charity currently and using Breathe Uni, I'm connected with lots of charities. So I think maybe that's why some previous presidents might not be kind of affiliated in the, in the third sector kind of space. But um, I am. I have people I know who work for the NHS. And so, yeah, I think I could definitely do that because I've been speaking to charities right now about what I'd want to do with the university and they say oh Louise we'd love to support you we want to give discounted training to students and stuff like that um so yeah I definitely think I could bring that in um fantastic so um there's a general perception um uh potentially um, unfairly that guild officers maybe don't do anything uh there's there's kind of uh, a lack of transparency over yeah. the role that, 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 that they do and the role that they perform. And I think it's not always obvious to students mm-hmm. the role that um, guild, guild officers have in kind of improving student experience. So um, how would you change that perception? Well, I mean, me and my brother did a podcast last year, so I'm very transparent with my views. Um, I would like to kind of implement that as guild officer, maybe once a week do a Q&A. I've obviously spoken on my manifesto about doing Wellbeing Wednesdays, Q&A session, um, but if people want to know anything about me, my, my door's always open, they can ask me. I mean, my, my social media is, is filled with like me speaking about every topic under the sun. So yeah, um, in terms of working hard, I think I work hard in everything I do. I really, really want to make the most of this job. I've spoken to presidents from other universities as well, so 
I absolutely know what it takes to be um, kind of this role. I would never take it for granted. It's, you know, you're running a whole charity. Um, so, yeah. Um, what do you think sets you apart from other candidates for Guild President? Um, I think probably my just kind of experience um, in the in the charity sector. I feel like people might not realise kind of what it actually is, but essentially being Guild President is your head of a charity. Um, so I feel like that does set me apart in terms of what I know, in terms of what I also know about the university itself. Um, I've been on lots of projects with the university, like reverse mentoring. I speak to kind of the well-being officers in terms of trying to collaborate with them. Um, so, yeah, I feel like my experience in, in this kind of area sets me apart. Fantastic. Um, and do you think your manifesto is achievable? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I definitely thought about it in the sense that I know that previous years people have put kind of things that were definitely unachievable on their manifesto. Um, and I don't actually like the idea of saying, like, you know, you can promise this. There's absolutely nothing I can I can promise. If I'm being 100% honest, I can't promise you anything. I can try my hardest to achieve stuff, but we've got to be realistic. It's, it's only a year. And also, you have to use the capabilities of the people around you. Obviously, mental health being important. My mental health is, is really important as well. I can't really do the job if I'm um, stressing about trying to do things that aren't um, achievable. And I think it's just about using the support of, of everyone. So I've tried to put kind of things in there that I know I could do in the time and, yeah, with the capabilities. Um, and one f final question. So um, your campaign profile is very much based on Louise the Lion and there's kind of like a, a play on words there with your surname. Yeah. Um, why is this relevant to your campaign? Um, so me and my brother actually applied to do a podcast for the BBC and we wanted to call it Pride of Lions. Um, I think it sort of has that connotations of like, you know, you're the lion and you have your cubs around you, kind of the student sort of thing. And also lions are protective and they're very regal people. So I feel like I kind of embody that as a person. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Ellen Knight and I'm here interviewing Acacia Matthews for the role of Guild President. So... Um, Acacia, to start with, what makes your manifesto stand out? Um, I think that my manifesto has been written from a point of experience. Um, I have a lot of involvement with the Guild, how it runs, um, and therefore I've been able to make changes to my manifesto, alter it, um, to kind of suit what the Guild needs at the moment. And what sets you apart, as well as your manifesto, what sets you apart from your competitors? Um, definitely my experience with lots of different activity groups. Um, I'm the president of Reclaim Campus, um, which means that I understand how societies work, um, the support that they need um, in terms of welfare and funding um, and in other aspects too. Um, and I'm also, I've also got a lot of experience with the media through that role. I've done lots of interviews with lots of different media outlets. Um, so I'm very confident in that regard as well, which is something that the president needs to do. Um, and I'm also the chair of the All Student Meeting, so I'm very aware of how the democratic process in the Guild works. Um, so that's quite exciting to be able to have a say as to how that's going to go um, after watching it from a less kind of interactive role this year. Okay. And do you think your manifesto is achievable? Because uh, I see you sort of hoping to get carbon emissions down by 5%, which is quite a big It'll be an amazing achievement. Do you think it's something you can do within a year? Um, 
I, I, I have no doubt in my capabilities. I think every, but I imagine every candidate will say the same. Um, I think that urgent change needs to happen. Um, and ultimately, if you don't have high aims, you're not going to achieve it. Um, the university has a lot of funding that it doesn't facilitate in the best ways, in my opinion. Um, and so if they use their resources effectively, then I definitely think that it will be achievable. Um, and there are lots of... The, uni the university campus is huge, um, mm. and so there's definitely room that we can cut, cut emissions down, for sure. Um, and do you think there's anything the current president, Mikey Brown, could be doing better? Um, I think Mikey Brown has done some really great things in his term. Um, I think the spiking incident was one where there was a large lack of communication. Um, I think a lot from speaking to students, speaking to my friends, um, there's a really big gap between the guild and the student populace, or the general student populace, unfortunately, and that's something that I would want to definitely bring in um, through weekly updates, um, just so that everyone's kind of kept up to date. And I think explanations as to why decisions are made. Mm -hmm. And I think this year there hasn't been as much of that unfortunately and that's something I'd like to change. Yeah I was going to say part of your manifesto you want an open door policy for the officer team, advertised meeting minutes, weekly updates um, and I was going to ask you specifically about the spikings because I know obviously you're in charge of Reclaim Campus which is quite <laughs> closely linked to the response yeah. to the spikings um, and more specifically is there anything you would have handled differently in that situation? Um, in terms of spikings mm. um, Obviously, and the backlash. And yeah, the entire it was yeah. it was a very complicated situation mm. um, that we were lucky enough to have an involvement with, to have a say, um, and we really pushed the guild to make decisions that we we thought were in the best interest yeah. of students. So we were involved in discussing sniffer dogs, introducing random searches, ensuring that they weren't biased because lots of the time it is. Um, I think. If I had been in an officer role at the time, I would have pushed more for the introduction of scanners. Mm -hmm. So like when you're at the library, you get your ID card scanned, um, just to ensure that there's a really clear list of everyone that's in attendance. Um, and that way you can kind of cut it down and work out who the people, who the perpetrators are that are committing these crimes. Um, and also, again, communication, I think, was really lacking. And I think that's why the backlash to like the decisions that the guild made happened because people were not informed as to the reasoning why unfortunately um and there's a bit of a perception that guild officers don't do anything and you've kind of mentioned this already like people not really sure what they're actually doing I mean, you see it on Brumfest, you see it on fab um how would you change this perception um again like i think i'm <laughs> going back to communication again um i think that if I think if the guild officers are advertising or like making it clear what they're doing, um, that can't really be a bad thing. It will allow students to be more involved. Um, one of my transparency and accountability manifesto points is to kind of have a prime minister question time, but have it with the officers and have it once a term where students can come in and be absolutely brutal, rip, rip us apart if you want to, um, and just ask us questions, ask why we made certain decisions, criticise us, tell us off, have a go if you need to, um, just to allow us to kind of get a gauge as to where student, how students are feeling, um, because we're sat in the guild, like, if, if I'm elected, I'll be sat in the guild all day, I might not know what's going on in a certain society, um, and that will kind of 
show us as people as well, rather than just faces on a wall that you see at FAB. <laughs> um, but also people that are doing, hopefully, what the students want and representing them the best that they can. Um, one of your points um, on your manifesto, one of your key points, actually, demanding that UOB declares a climate emergency. Now, that's been on a lot of people's manifestos in the past, like last year, the year before, I imagine, as well. How are you going to be the person who actually achieves it this time? Um, so I already have a lot of relationships with members of the university management through mm -hmm. my role as Reclaim Campus and also with the all-student meeting role. Um, so I've already got one foot in the door. Um, I have regular meetings with welfare and safety groups um, and therefore have the connections already to to talk to them. I also know that um, the new Vice-Chancellor, Adam Ticknell, is um, relatively pro-sustainability and you know, I think he's definitely leaning towards a climate emergency. But um, I've seen some of the candidates for the campaigns officer role and also sports officer, and they all seem to be behind this as a manifesto point. And so working together, I think, collectively is probably the best way to achieve it and using the connections that, and relationships that we already have within the university as well. Mm. And more specifically, how would you plan to perform your role differently from your predecessors, specifically in the role of president and generally in the role of field officer? Um, I think I'd definitely like to be seen more as a counterpart. I wouldn't want to be seen as someone on a podium or held, I think, held to a higher standard, definitely. Like, I think you should, like, as, as president, I think you have to uphold a certain level of behaviour. Um, but in terms of relatability to students and ensuring that I'm delivering what they want is something that I would really, really focus on. Um, I'd like to be seen on campus a lot more than I think we see the officer team um, and just not be confined to the restraints of the guild, um, be seen on the veil regularly, be seen in the library, be seen in the university centre, all of those places where students spend the majority of their time. Yeah, and sort of going into our final couple of questions, um, what really made you want to run? Guild president? Um, I'm really, really passionate, and I'm sure every I'm sure every candidate says this, but I really am about student experience. Um, I think that the last few years students have been shafted a bit with their experience with COVID, um, with the amount with the quality of their teaching, um, with their socialising, um, and that's something that I'd really, really like to bring, I'd really like to improve um, and also just ensure that it's the safest but also most fun student experience possible where we can get incredible degrees studying amazing things but in the safest and most enjoyable way too. And kind of coming up to our last question, um, why should students who are hopefully listening to this, <laughs> why, why should they vote for you? Um, because I've got heaps and heaps of experience, I've got the relationships with the university already um, and I would just love to be able to represent you, and I'm passionate about enrichment of student experience, and I think communication is key. Well, thank you so much, Acacia. It's been lovely to speak to you. Thank um, you. That's all right. Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you very much.